I'm James Schillinglaw for virtual roadshows, selling cruise vacations, and insider travel report. And we're back with our virtual roadshows, selling cruise vacations show. And the first panel up here today is selling river cruises. And we have a great panel, uh, some really great people, uh, wonderful river cruise operations. I've been lucky enough to go on most of them, uh, or my partner Alan has done it as well. Uh, but we're going to first introduce them. Uh, and they're going to just raise their hands to say, you know, say hi. Uh, first, we have Alex Pinello, who's Senior Vice President of Sales for Ama Waterways. Hello, Alex. Hi, James. Hi, everybody. And then we have uh, Jennifer Halbeth, who's CEO of Riverside Luxury Cruises. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jen. How are you doing? Hey, James. And hey, everyone on. Excited to be here. And then we have Angela Composto, Vice President Marketing for American Queen Voyages, our only uh, uh, the one in America. The rest of the yes. Europe, yeah. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. And then we have uh, John Dennis, VP Sales and Marketing for Viva Cruises in Europe. Hey, John. Hey, James. Pleasure to see you. Hello, everyone. And last but not least, Michael DaCosta, who's the general manager, North America for Quasi Europe, also in Europe. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, James, great. Thanks for having me. All right, let's let's start right away, and and we'll get right to it. And I'm going to vary vary my questions, and and we'll try to get everybody give a chance to answer. I'm going to ask each of you in turn to briefly describe your your river cruise line. You know, how many ships, where you sail, and when it started. And also briefly, uh, you know, and then I'll ask the next one after that, I'll ask what's new. But uh, the first question, uh, I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about AMA Waterways, who you are and what you do for those who may not know. And, and most of the most of you out there will know all these brands, but we want to give some of the folks who maybe are new to river cruising a little bit of exposure to uh, all the brands. But Alex, start it off. Absolutely. Thank you, James. And if you don't know who Ama Waterways is, I would say, where have you been hiding? But no, I'm here to tell you a little bit about our brand. So uh, actually, uh, on July 1st, we just celebrated our 21st anniversary. Uh, we're family owned and operated. And, uh, you know, again, our owners, uh, Rudy Schreiner, Christine Karst, and of course, Gary Murphy, very involved with uh, with the day-to-day -day operation of our business. We currently have 25 ships sailing throughout uh, Europe, course in asia and africa and soon starting in uh you know in uh, november of 2024 we'll be starting to cruise on the magdalena river in colombia uh, and our fleet will soon grow uh to 29 ships so uh, we're very very excited uh, about our uh, our brand our ships and i can't wait to tell you all about our cruise line and we're cruising like i said mainly the majority of our ships uh, i mentioned mentioned of course our exotics in asia and africa in egypt of course which is part of africa uh, and in latin america but the bulk of our ships you're going to find uh, probably uh, you know 22 out of those uh, you know 25 ships you're going to find cruising the european rivers and mainly on the danube uh, the rhine and of course in france no, it's amazing. And, and actually, it's always nice to hear about a new river to, to explore, which is coming up for you. Now, I'm going to shift over to Angela uh, for American Queen Voyages. Tell us a little bit about uh, your company. Absolutely. Thank you so much. American Queen Voyages, we started 12 years ago by our incredible founder, John Wagner, whose single goal was really to revive uh, American cruising on the U.S. rivers with an all-American crew. Uh, so today we operate six vessels, three of which are paddle wheelers who are the river boats on all seven America's rivers 
including the Mississippi, Tennessee, Ohio, Columbia, uh, <laughs> sorry, Columbia, uh, Ohio, Illinois. It's not, not, not the Columbia that Alex yeah, has. Exactly. It's a different Columbia. I know that. Uh, we, got, we also have our fabulous Ocean Victory that operates in Alaska. And our two Great Lakes vessels, uh, the uh, Ocean Navigator and the Ocean Nav and uh, Voyager. Yeah, um, I, I've been on it several times, and it's yes, a wonderful product. Thank you so yeah. much. And they're wonderful, all in America's backyards. Absolutely. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my Columbia has an O, your Columbia has a U. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm going to get really confused because I think I'm going on Angela's later this year. And you so, are, you yeah, are. So I'm gonna, the, <laughs> yeah, so a place I've never been in that place is a new river for me. Now, yeah. uh, let's go, let's shift over to Jen Halbeth, uh, Riverside Luxury Cruises, a relative newcomer, uh, but the ships may be familiar to some. Uh, tell us a little bit about Riverside. Yeah, so Riverside is basically just a year old. So Alex is 21. I'm just one. Um, we've got five ships in our fleet. Yes, the, the hardware you referenced is the former Crystal River ships. We have all five. This year, we're only sailing the Mozart on the Danube, which is an extra wide. So it obviously can sail between Passau and down, down to Iron Gates and Lower Danube. Uh, we'll be getting the Ravel sailing in the south of France on the Rhone uh, starting next month in August. And then next year, we'll be sailing four ships. We're going to add the Debussy and the Bach into our fleet, covering the Rhine, Tulip Time, Upper Danube, some Mosul. And then by 25, we'll have all five ships sailing um, in 25. So we're really excited. We are really coming in and, um, you know, coming back in at that luxury level, that top luxury level that uh, Crystal kind of vacated. Um, great to see the Crystal brand going, you know, continuing on in the river. So with us, it's the Riverside experience. So we got amazing hardware. I know a lot of advisors out there love these ships, have sailed them before. We are so thrilled that they're all back together and can give your clients um, another option of where to sail um, on River Cruise in Europe. And absolutely. And during the Astor River Cruise Expo, I had a chance, as we all did, to see uh, the Mozart. And uh, really, it's it, you've actually done even more to it. That really beautiful ship. And can't wait to see the other ones come in as well. Yeah. And I mean, this is the pool on the Riverside Box. So yeah, I thought you were going to dive in the ships. pool there. <laughs> I time, know. But uh, no, that's, that, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a at the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's move over to to, to uh, John Dennis uh, Viva Cruises, which may be a little new for some of you, but they're also sailing Europe as well. Tell us a little about about Viva. Yes, well, we're somewhere in between Alex and Jen as far as an age group. Uh, uh, we're five, so we've been around for five years. This is our fifth year. Uh, when you consider, obviously, three years. Uh, we're during, uh, obviously, our pandemic phase, et cetera. So this year is really where we're basically coming back into the North American market from a market perspective. Uh, we are a fairly new brand. We're operating eight river ships. Well, we're predominantly a European river uh, brand. So we're on, the, obviously, the great waterways of Europe, whether it's the Danube, the Moselle, the Maine, et cetera. Uh, we're in France on basically uh, the, the Seine and also the Rhone. Uh, 25, we will be on the Douro. So we will be expanding into Portugal. Uh, again, we are a brand that has eight ships today. We will grow to nine next year. We've been delivering a new ship every single year for the last two years. Uh, Viva 2 was this year. Next year, we'll have Viva Enjoy. And the plan basically is to continue into a growth pattern. Uh, we are uh, pretty new. Yeah, you're pretty new, although you're the, the folks that build your ships are very familiar to people, if I recall. 
You're absolutely uh, correct. They, they, they've, they've built a lot of ships for a lot of other cruise lines, and now they have their own uh, cruise line that's working there. So it's a, it's a great product. Uh, my partner, Alan, was on it uh, earlier this year and really enjoyed it. Uh, let's move to uh, Michael DaCosta uh, at Quasi Europe, which actually I, I think your company's been around for a bit, a bit of time as well. But I think your birth, I don't know what your birthday is now, but you're, you're, uh, you're up there, right? That's true. It's true. We're we're just under uh, just under fifty years old at this point. So we've been around for a only long time. fifty years old. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Quasi Europe is a a French family owned river cruise line. Uh, we're based in Strasbourg, uh, in French Alsace, right on the Rhine River. So we've really uh, been a part of basically the heart and soul of river cruising for uh, for many years. Um, we're operating now fifty five ships. Uh, we own own and operate. Um, the vast majority of them are, are European river cruises. I'd say many of the traditional rivers, but a lot of less traditional rivers too. We're, we're cruising on the Loire in France. We're cruising in southern Spain on the Guadalquivir. Uh, we have some paddle wheel ships ourselves, but nothing like the, the Mississippi paddle wheelers. These are more like modern sleek paddle wheel ships um, cruising on the Elbe River and, and on the Loire in France. And then we do a lot of things that are in the realm of river and small ship cruising, um, French canal barges in, in France, uh, five ships now on the Mekong River in Southeast Asia. We have two ocean ships on the Med- in the Mediterranean that are um, less than 200 passengers. Uh, and we have two safari cruise ships in, in, uh, in Zimbabwe on Lake Kariba. There you go. You're all over the place, I got to tell you. And, then I, and we've had a chance to get on. It's great ships. It's very uh, wonderful cuisine, all kinds of great things going on there. Now, uh, let's get to the first uh, real question here. We're going to stick with you, Michael. Um, what do you think travel advisors should consider most in selecting a great river cruise product for their clients? Obviously, we have some of the best here on the panel. Uh, but what do you think is the thing they should think about most when, you know, how to assess the right river cruise uh, ship for their clients? Sure, sure. I mean, I think that with river cruising, the most important thing to keep in mind is destination. I, I think river cruising and small ship cruising too, the focus um, should be on, on the destination, on the experiences that people have, the the, uh, the tours that they're go- going to take, the cities they're going to see. And especially for the North American clientele, I think they're they're interested in seeing, seeing Europe or seeing the world. Um, you know, firsthand. And so what is it that they want to see? Where do they want to go? I think it's the first question that that needs to be tackled. Um, and then there's a lot of choices for between these river cruise brands. And so certainly price point has to be a, a consideration. Um, there's there's different levels for people who are looking for a luxury experience or something that people that are looking for more of a value brand. And so uh, those are the two big questions that I think it uh, should be right off the bat to kind of get an idea of of where do the customers want to go? What do they want to spend? And then, um, and then, by being educated on these different river cruise lines, I think the um, the best choice will will kind of uh, show itself after after those questions are answered. Absolutely, and it's good advice. Now, John, I'll give you the same question. What do you think uh, travel advisors should consider when trying to match up the right river cruise product for their clients? Well, that's a great question. And I think it comes down to every single product out there that the advisors basically begin to work with. I think in particular with River, um, clearly we've got some great brands here that really run the gamut, whether it's here in the U.S. or into Europe. When you take a look at size of vessel, whether uh, it's a bit more luxury oriented, et cetera. Um, I think it, those are important factors. Uh, clearly, as it stands, it's not a one Uh, size fits all model. And I think basically whether it's the demographics that you're looking at, 
uh, where the ship is going, obviously, but basically also the clientele, what kind of guests will be on? Are they going to skew older? Are they going to skew a little younger? Is it more of an American audience? Is it more of a uh, international audience? Uh, these types of things, you know, is it a luxury? Is it a premium product? Is it an entry level product? So the river side of things has grown so much and so dynamically. I don't think there's a bad brand out there. It just really now is going back to qualifying the guest and ensuring that we put the right guest on the right river ship so we all get a chance to basically get them back again. Uh, so if they did the Danube this year, maybe they'll do the Rhine next year. Maybe so on. They'll go on to some of the U.S. rivers. So I think collectively, uh, you know, we obviously are competitors somewhat, but I think at the end of the day, we all basically push rivers and it's such a unique uh, cruising opportunity for the guests. And quite honestly, it's really unique sailing opportunity for the advisors out there. No, absolutely. Now, I'm going to move over to Jen Halbeth at, at Riverside. Uh, anything to add to that in terms of what do you think travel advisors should consider uh, when selecting a river cruise line for their clients? There's so many products. We obviously have a lot here. Uh, they're all great uh, products, but what, what, they should, what should they be asking their clients? Yeah, I think it really boils down to kind of the level of service that you want. I mean, like for, you know, for us, for instance, we put a butler in every suite. Not everyone wants a butler, right? So you really got to like know that level of service that you want. You know, we want to come in. I, and- I don't even know what to do with a butler sometimes. I know. Okay. So <laughs> I think I'm glad you said that because I think the, the, the word butler freaks out, especially <laughs> North Americans. Just think of it as a personal concierge, you know, someone who can be your go-to person when you get on the ship. So instead of you having to ask, always the cruise director or go here and there, they can be your person that can just make sure that your cruise is exactly as you want it. You know, maybe you come back from an excursion and you're like, I always want two cold diet Cokes nice and ready for me. I'll make that happen. But again, I agree with John. Every line does a great job. The category of river cruising is exceptional, but I do think that advisors hold the key. They know their clients. They know if they've sailed Alaska, if they're an Alaska sailor, they sail for the destination, maybe a great target for a river cruiser. If they sail in certain, stay in certain hotels, you know, um, if they stay in luxury hotels, if they've never done a river cruise, you know, then, you know, asking them, what what do you like about the other ways you travel? And really paying attention to those cues that will tell them what line to put them on. And I think that we all play extremely nice in the sandbox together. We all have great product. But I think when it's when it's really said and done, you know, as an advisor, what you're, you're like, oh, yeah, they like that hotel. They like that level of service. They're a foodie. They um, are more active, whatever it may be. It really boils down to you knowing where, how your client likes to travel. And you will, like, as John said, the line will reveal itself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Jen, I, need, I think I need a course on how to use my butler. I think what he, everyone says is I don't want them unpacking my suitcase. That, that was, I was, gonna, I was, I was, gonna, I was going there. I was going there. I said, I don't know. No. They, they offer that service and I'm not sure I want to do that. But nope. nope. The butler yeah, is comfort- there to do what you want. <laughs> someday I'll get comfortable with that. We'll see what happens. But uh, we'll, we'll see what now. Uh, let's move to Angela uh, here in the U.S., uh, 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 you know, an American queen. Uh, what do you think? You know, obviously it's a different product. You, you know, you're going to make a choice first that you're going to go to Europe, you're going to go to America. America. Uh, what do you think uh, advisors should consider uh, when selecting your great river cruise product? For sure, for sure. But let me just say something about the butler with Jen. You know, I think American travelers, especially, they might get freaked out, but you only have to experience it once. And then they're like, oh, the butler. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm spoiled. Having worked with at me, Crystal, right? <laughs> I know that to be true. Um, so, that's, so all of us on this panel, of course, should be very proud of the experiences that we offer uh, day in and day out on board our boats. And, and American Queen Voyages, the travel advisors really should know that if their client is wanting to stay close to home, 
where the all-inclusive U.S. River Cruise that pairs that old world charm with those modern amenities to really reflect the heritage of river travel here in the U.S. And since we offer so many different itineraries across several rivers, it's really something for every client. So whether it's on the Columbia and Snake and you have a client that is really wanting to be active and outdoors, we've got the beautiful Pacific Northwest to be able to take part in that. On the Mississippi, our guests really love to dive into the rich history and the culture of the American South. And so, you know, uh, being able to be on board with our Rivalorians and really be able to reflect the lore of America's rivers, that's really unique and special to that client. But regardless of which itinerary or vessel they go on, there are some consistent hallmarks of all of, of our, all of our vessels really across the board and what the guests love, which is those, you know, it, I'm sure many of my colleagues will mention the locally sourced, delicious cuisine, culinary, genuine hospitality, and that more sophisticated travel experience. And for us, that includes without the long haul flights. Um, you know, our guests and, and travel advisors guests. You're very so lucky with that right yeah. now, Angela. Yeah. Yeah. Different points in time, we all know guests want yeah. to go to yeah. Europe and experience that, but sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes they just want something closer to home and we're able to offer that. No, that's great. And it's certainly, unless you got some European clients too are taking the long flights the other way, I'm sure. But oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, they want to experience America's rivers too. Now, uh, last but not least, uh, Alex, I'm sorry to left you last on this one, but anything to add on that about what travel advisors should consider when assessing uh, the right river cruise product for their clients? Absolutely. And, uh, and great comments that have been uh, shared by my esteemed uh, you know, colleagues here on the panel. Uh, but Because really, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's all about growing your share, not shifting your share, right? This is the segment. Totally agree. Totally agree with that statement. Yeah, we want to grow your share of river cruises. Uh, You know, the river cruise segment is the segment with the highest guest satisfaction. It's the segment that's going to compensate you the the best. Remember, our commission checks have commas in them, uh, which is something... (laughs) So, so so think about that. Think of yourself as well. Uh, and it's all about creating those customers that are going to keep coming back to you time after time after time. Uh, but really, it's all about, you know, find out how much time they want to spend in Europe, what destinations they want to visit. Uh, and we're sure that you can find really the perfect river cruise experience that's going to, you know, really make you the hero uh, in their eyes. And it's going to create those customers that they're going to keep coming back to you time after time. And if they do, let's say they, they do the Danube this year, like John said, maybe the, the Rhine, they do uh, France, uh, Portugal, one of the exotic destinations. There's so much to offer, but think about just, you know, what a great experience and think of the value that each of our brands offer your clients as well. Absolutely. Now, uh, I'm going to get, go to you, Angela, to talk to start us off with this this question. Um, uh, how are river cruises changing today? We we have a fairly we're getting it to be a mature industry now. Back in the 90s, where you know it really grew in the 2000s, it's amazing. And now here we are, almost 30 years later. Uh, uh, but the, now we have a river cruises changing to what today. What is changing in terms of itineraries, length of cruises, things like that? So I can only speak, of course, for cruises in America uh, and not in Europe, but at American Queen Voyages, we're finding our guests are not at all retired anymore as they were in years past, right? We've got working boomers who demand access like Starlink for high-speed internet internet connections. They want shorter cruises. So this year we introduced some three and four day taster voyages if they've never been on a U.S. river cruise, or maybe if our existing guests wanted to extend their cruises. Uh, They used to be predominantly seven-day cruises. Now we find we have shorter and longer. Um, Those that want to travel close to home, as I just mentioned, and it enables them to also take their families when they're traveling close to home. So we see a lot of multi-generational travel now coming where the grandparents are taking their children and their children's children, their grandkids. 
Um, in those longer cruises, we offer now ultimate adventures that include the mighty Mississippi, where you start at the headwaters and you go all the way down uh, back to the Gulf um, or Pacific cruises in between San Diego and San Jose. There's lots to offer and we're meeting the demand that our customer is dictating to us. No, absolutely. And it is, it is, it's a, it's a product that's evolving. Uh, Jen, Jen Halbeth for, for uh, Riverside, tell us how, how are river cruises changing today? What, you know, it's really been, it's, it's such, there's such a diverse offering now in terms of length of itineraries, uh, new, you know, rivers that you're offering and different ways of seeing the same river. Yeah. Yeah. I'll build upon what Angela said. I mean, definitely shorter. You have those options. I think a good a really good advisor can put a river cruise in the middle of maybe some custom FIT, right? Really given those clients. I think something that their their clients can't go out and shop, right? I mean, we all have this great value, but we also want the, we want the advisor to shine. And I think a river cruise can be, if you are doing a more complex trip, because I do think Americans now when they are going over to Europe, because of the high cost of airfare right now, because how long they were stuck at home, they're going for longer, right? But it may not mean they go over and want to just do a 14-day river cruise. They may want to do a seven-day river cruise with some land here with some, they may get on an ocean cruise. I mean, you might be booking three different styles within a, a, a you know a traveler's uh, journey. So, um, and I think that river cruise can play really well into that. You know, we have some three and four days um, we have some longer ones. I think many, you know, I think a lot of started going that way. And then again, it's just a variety of more active excursions, more immersive excursions. I think the main thing is flexibility. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that was out there for the longest time with River Cruise, well, actually, it was kind of a combo. Everyone's over 80 and it's really like everything's locked and loaded and you have no choice. Nothing could be further from the truth. We're going younger. Everyone's going younger and you can get off and do all the excursions. You can stay on the ship and do none of the excursions. You can sleep in every day and not hit anything till you get the barbecue lunch, maybe on their sky deck with us, but whatever, whatever they want to do, it's extremely flexible and um, yet it still has the camaraderie of meeting like-minded travelers from all over the world, which is awesome. Absolutely. Now, Michael, we're going to go to you and also sort of the similar question. And obviously you you have even, you know, you, you have 40 some ships and you're going to a lot of different rivers that's, that people don't go to. What has changed uh, for you and for river cruising? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, Jennifer and Angela have really, really nailed it. I think that there was a time, you know, 10, 15 years ago where river cruising was like this cookie cutter, um, seven night Rhine river cruise, seven or 14 night Danube river cruise. Um, and that was, you know, that was in the early days. And, and once people experienced it and saw how great river cruising can be, they wanted something more. And so um, we're, Quasi Europe has always tried to pioneer new destinations, offer customers um, new places to come because we do get so many repeat customers that we want to always offer them something something new. Um, and then developing our itinerary. So instead of just doing straight down on the Rhine River, we've got options to do the Mine, the Mosul, um, the Necker, which are really beautiful offshoots. And so actually customers between changing up excursions, changing up the itineraries a bit, they can come back and do the Rhine River year after year but I have a totally different experience on right. board. And I think offering those different experiences for customers is really, um, is really the way to go and to make sure that they, they keep coming back. Well, absolutely. And I've been saying this for years because I've done a lot of Danube cruises. Um, and I'm trying to figure out new ways of seeing the Danube, uh, you know, 
And I think a lot of you are trying to do that as well. And that you, you can't just say, well, I've done the Danube. You know, we all were river cruise collectors for a little while. We had to. Are we so spoiled that we can say we've done the Danube? That's impossible. <laughs> we, we, we were getting that way, uh, uh, Jennifer. Jen, we were getting that oh. way. And, uh, that we, I've done the Danube. You know, the, I don't need to do that again. Or I've done the Rhine. Or I've done, you know. It, we, you know what it gets worse is when, it, you know, well, well, speak of Michael, if you say, I've done the Loire, but the, you know, because there really isn't much except the, you're, you're the only one who offers that. But it, it, it's, and then, and then same in America. I've done the Mississippi. I've done, uh, you know, that's why I'm that's why I'm going out, you know, to uh, Columbian Snake uh, later this year because I've never done those rivers. But you know, the question is, can you go back and visit them and all these rivers? And that's I think the plus. Uh, let, let let me let me move over to Alex and say the same question. You know, what what is changing? I mean, in terms of length of itineraries and things like that, and ways to approach different rivers. Absolutely, James. I would ask you: Is there anything you haven't done? Right. <laughs> oh, there always is. There always is. Alex. No, I mean, I, I, I did. I did Antarctica, but then I did it three times. So now I, I, I've done it. So, you know, this, <laughs> I love it. And, and, love and it. there's it is definitely. And, you know, and I was with you for 22 days on the Danube. So I, I think we did a pretty well, that, job. Now then he Danube. really has done the Danube. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, is, what, is, what is new and different? I mean, what how is it changing now? I know you're offering somewhat longer cruises in some cases, things like going out. Absolutely. And and I think with with us, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And everybody touched on it a little bit. Uh, and, and it's that that active portion of river cruising is really becoming more and more mainstream. Uh, and, and with us, with Ama Waterways, we have everything from, you know, uh, our Zambezi Queen on the Chobe River that carries 28 guests, right? It's a four night cruise, the only ship in our fleet that actually doesn't follow a nautical schedule. It actually follows the animals. And I just did that in April. It's absolutely amazing. But anyways, we have any, everything from, from that. And of course, all the way to the, uh, you know, the, the, the flagship of our ship, the Ama Magna that carries 194, uh, 94 guests, but truly uh, it's all about giving guests more choice, more options, and, and really the hiking and biking uh, options that we offer are becoming more and more popular. Uh, our active travelers are really enjoying really the immersive and inclusive experience offered uh, but I think Jen men men mentioned it. I mean, yeah, I mean, like in our case, all the excursions are included. And sometimes you have, you know, on a day, you can have a, an excursion in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. And within, within those excursions, you have up to six different choices. So really something for everyone or some people just want to stay up on, on, on the deck uh, and, and just read a book and, and enjoy the the cruising. But really with with us, we're also seeing that people are definitely looking for uh, for longer uh, journeys, if if you will. So we've implemented our combination cruises where you can add as many uh, journeys to your cruise. And for every additional journey you add, you get a 10% savings. So it's become really, really popular. They're also extending their, their journeys by adding a pre or post land extension. Uh, and when you do those pre or post land extensions with Ama Waterways, the cruise manager is actually with you on land as well as the, the cruise. But we would be remiss if we wouldn't really highlight the great culinary experience that we all offer. I mean, really the the food, the wine, the experience on board. Keep in mind, our ships are are small, so we don't have those large freezers that are found in the larger ships. So what does that mean? Uh, that our food is fresh. Many times you see the crew coming on the ship with their bags of produce and ingredients for that evening's uh, uh, dinner, which is so, so popular. Uh, and don't forget our, our celebration of wine cruises that they have become so popular. Those have grown now to over 70 with us. So really something for everyone. 
No, I, well, Alex, you know, I, I did remember bringing some groceries on board our ship, but no, it's not true. That's true. I, I, I didn't have to. I, you got plenty of food there. Believe me, I didn't want any more food. It was really amazing. Now, I'm going to switch over to you, John. It's it's your last but not least for this question in terms of what's changing in river cruising. I, what's changing is, you know, we're getting new brands like your, your brand is now being marketed here in the U.S. Uh, but what is changing in river cruising today? Well, I think we uh, we all summarize a lot of the changes going on, and I would probably just summar- put it into two words, and that's innovation and variety. I think where we are today is as we kind of uh, said, okay, how many times can you see the Danube? Uh, and there's a certain amount of truth to that. But I think where we are is we're all really limited in the sizes of our vessels, not like our brethren on the other side and the ocean where they continue to build humongous monsters and add, et cetera. We're all really limited. We have to go through locks. We've got to go through bridges. So, but I think the teams of uh, our, our individual brands have really gotten creative to try to maximize as much as we can do on these shifts. We've seen multiple dining oven uh, options, like on the Viva 2 that we just introduced. You know, we've got three restaurants on this ship and we'll continue that concept. Um, variety wise, uh, we're cruising year round now on these rivers. So the experience on a Danube is very different in January than it is in July. Uh, we'll do these shorter programs as well. And just like everyone else, where really what we're trying to do is um, some of the concepts that really began here in the States, when you take a look at the three and four day cruise programs, we're beginning to do a lot of seven night tour programs. So it's a cruise tour. Maybe the guest doesn't want to be on a ship for uh, you know seven to 10 nights, but they really would like to get the experience of seeing some of the different ports of call. So it's the kind of thing where maybe, you know, that guest who says, well, I'm reluctant to do seven nights on a cruise. Okay, we'll bring them into Munich. They can do a little Bavaria. They can get on a ship out of Passau and have a taste of the Danube and get an experience. And perhaps it opens it up, uh, you know, to a future program. Again, a lot of the back to backs. There isn't any reason why you can't sell on both French rivers if you're there or, or combine a same with the Rhine. So the beauty of our products is uh, we're pretty diverse across uh, across Europe. Um, again, uh, kudos to everyone here and as far as our respective organizations for continuing to innovate uh, from a hardware perspective and also from a software perspective. We're always trying to come up with different ways on getting the guests and in break and getting them to immerse themselves in, uh, you know, to the destination. So I think if you were to take a snapshot on river cruising as it began, perhaps, you know, 25 plus years ago to where it is today, I think you would be incredibly uh, applaud us all as far as the innovation that the brands have gone through. And really basically just this continued variety of just trying to make the Danube really continue to seem like a, young river when we know that it's been around for you know literally thousands of years so um i uh i think that's where all of our brands collectively have been raising the bar for the guest uh and the advisors there now as they learn these different products and ultimately as a stance i think we're all winners in this equation Absolutely. And you mentioned two things I think are important. One, increasingly, we're seeing year-round river cruising. Uh, you know, it started you know, when we put in the Christmas markets and then they that Christmas market period. And then I know there are some of you there that are even offering, you know, even after that, after Christmas, that, you know, that you can do it. And you can sail these rivers in the winter. Now, there used to be like a, a sort of time when everybody kind of regrouped and it was usually February, March, but increasingly, uh, that's not always the case. I mean, it's, it's 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 you can actually go river cruising and certainly there are rivers all around the world obviously that you can cruise on 
uh, year round. But I think that's part. And then the other thing you mentioned is the cuisine. I remember in the 90s when river cruising was trying to get popular with Americans, that there was a theory that Americans wouldn't travel if they had to eat all that local food. You know, so you wanted to give them steak and their usual stuff. And now everybody's into the local flavors, into, you know, they're really exploring. Uh, I think that happens with the evolution of the American traveler, who is now open, much more open to uh, a lot of these things. Whereas before that, you know, hey, I don't want to be with a bunch of Europeans on a river cruise uh, and I want to eat my food. And that's that's gone. I think we can say that's gone now today. So uh, I want to go to the next question here. Uh, and I'm going to start with Michael Yu. And, and I'm going to kind of combine these questions is one, uh, what is the demo customer demographic, uh, demographic you cater to? And, and just how active uh, are your uh, are you pro your programs on your river cruises? Yeah, I think that the um, the variety that we just spoke about in the last question really lets us cater to a much wider audience. Um, uh, of, of European travelers. Um, Quasi Europe has always been really a, a river cruise line that was open to all. You know, we don't have any age restrictions or anything like that. Um, in the summer months, we do family programs with some family specific um, tours and discounts for children, things, things of that nature. Um, we have ships like our canal barges that are, are increasingly being chartered by family groups um, that will take the whole, the whole boat and have a private experience in France. Um, we've seen a, a big boom in family travel post-pandemic. I think I think everybody's kind of experienced that, people wanting to travel together. And um, I think something that travel advisors can keep in mind with, with river cruising is that it's it's not, as Jennifer said before, it's not for uh, for 80 plus only. Really, anybody who wants to experience Europe, experience different countries, be on a river cruise, eat great food, have, have great service, not think about what hotel they're going to stay at the next night or how they're going to get there. Um, can come on a river cruise and, and have a really great a great vacation together in, in Europe. No, absolutely. And it is changing in the demographic. I'm going to move to Angela uh, and sort of the same question. And what, hey, what's your demographic today? How are you trying to change that? And and just how active are your river cruises? Um, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, when I, when American Queen first came in, I'm thinking, boy, what a heck of a trip. You go from Memphis to New Orleans. Uh, and, and that should be a get a younger demographic who loves music and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I've been on cruises where there were older guests, but uh, it, it's starting to get younger. What, what do you think? Uh, absolutely. So our guests on the river now tend to be 60 plus affluent, well-educated, really yearning to discover either their parents or grandparents America in depth. Um, so they're often seeking those adventures closer to home. And as I talked about, since we're seeing much more multi-generational travelers, it's caused us a challenge uh, the way that we approach programming. So one of those things would be through the lens of the guests demanding deeply themed voyages, let's say. And we've really upped the ante this year on what we call our experiential voyages. I don't like to call them theme voyages, although that's what the public knows them as, because they're really much more of an experience. It's not about decorating the ship for any particular thing. It's really more about you know, augmenting those guest artists, those lecturers, the entertainment, culinary highlights, curated excursions when you're in a port and especially exciting for this year. And I haven't announced it yet. So you're going to be the first ones that I announce it with. I just put the finishing touches. 
with our incredible port partner in Natchez. So we were just talking about the European Christmas markets. We're going to create a Bavarian style holiday village Christmas markets in Natchez this year for our holiday voyages throughout Thanksgiving to New Year's. Uh, we will have our you know, Bavarian style wooden huts like you would see in Germany or all throughout Europe in the holiday season without ever having to fly to Europe. Uh, we'll have local handcrafted artisans, food, the experiences, and then all along the way on these journeys, We'll get the traditional bonfire sail away ceremonies, charitable giving trees, local schools will come out with carolers, come on board, um, all the things that remind us of why it's the most magical time of the year and bringing that European feel to America without having to get on that you know, long flight. But those are just some of the things that we're doing to change it up to meet this demand of our demographic. No, absolutely. Christmas, Christmas cruises in America. Right. That's, that's a, that's a big, right. that's a big step. Right. Um, yeah. And let me let me go to you, Alex, in terms of the same question about how the demographics are changing and how more active. I know, you know, you, I sail with with, you know, your owner, Christine Carson. I'm exhausted. She's doing yoga and pickleball and all these things. And it's I mean, I can't keep up, but maybe I should. I should try. Yeah? <laughs> I, I wasn't doing yoga James, until I learned that we have champagne yoga. But anyway, so, so yeah, definitely the, the, the travelers are, are, are definitely getting, getting younger. Our average age is probably in the, in the upper fifties, I would say. Uh, but we accept, again, we have no age restrictions. Uh, age is more of a mindset here at Ama Waterways. Uh, we see, you know, some, some younger guests, we have our older more mature guests. We're seeing multi-gens traveling uh, together as well. So really offering something for everyone. Also with our marketing, we're, we're really trying to add a lot more diversity uh, and inclusivity with uh, with our marketing to ensure that, you know, really everybody is represented in our marketing. Uh, and we received a lot of positive feedback with that. Uh, we're also seeing, you know, you know, for instance, the addition of, uh, you know, we have a Latin touch cruise on the Rhone later this year in October. We have a soulful Epicurean cruise in, in August on the Rhone as well, which was so popular that we added three next year, two on the Rhone and one in uh, in Egypt. Uh, and also the guests, again, are, are getting more active. We're seeing more solo travelers as well. So we have some wonderful solo, uh, you know, specials right now through uh, through the end of uh, of September uh, with our, uh, you know, uh, with our promotion that we have running. We have solos on select departures in 23 and 24 with 20% single supplement. Uh, our four ships, our four French balcony ships in uh, that cruising in France uh, have two staterooms in a in a special solo category that have no single supplement. Uh, but yeah, definitely getting more more active. Originally, we would have like one or two biking and hiking options on a cruise, and now we have you know four to five hiking options and four to five biking options. And who would have known? Who would have known that you know that pickleball was going to take over? Uh, and pickleball <laughs> has become so popular. Uh, and we did add a full size regulation. Uh, pickleball court aboard the Ama Magna. And I think it's had become so popular. Many of our uh, travel advisors have really uh, embraced that. And we've had a lot of pickleball groups that have, uh, you know, that have been created as, as a result of that uh, on the Ama Magna. No, absolutely. And I have to say, uh, years ago, you had a very active hike where you can hike all the way up. You can always do this. And, uh, uh, Dernstein, which is where the castle is, where, uh, you know, uh, uh, Richard the Lionheart was imprisoned. And it was a really hot day that summer. And I did the hike all the way up there. And about halfway up on the hike, I said, you know, the 
uh, apricot and wine tasting is looking a lot better right now. <laughs> I was sweating like crazy. I did it again this time, though, and it was actually nice because we had a cooler weather. Uh, but it is. You can have that option to do active. We, I mean, I can't think of a river cruise. I haven't done some biking. Uh, so that this is, you know, always, uh, let, let's go to you, Jen, in terms of how the, how the customer's changing, uh, what's going on. I know one of your, one of your focuses is trying to make it a younger demographic. Absolutely. I think we all are right. And I think naturally, you know, who's going to make the, um, average river cruiser younger, you advisor, you recommending it to people younger. I mean, that is the big key. And one of my big tips that I have for when people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to put someone in there early forties on, I'm like, you know what, get a couple couples in their early forties or a girlfriend group, let them go. They have each other. They'll be shocked at how much fun they have. And I'm telling you, it's a really cool mix. And let me tell you, there's some 80 year olds out there. that are going to kick your butt and, and uh, pickleball. So just be warned if you go on there, don't <laughs> that's be what I'm afraid. That's what I'm you afraid of. <laughs> because let me tell you, they've got soft cans. They will kick your butt. So, but it really, it, we really need you to be actively marketing river cruises to younger clients it is just a magical way to see Europe. There's no other way around it. It's like being in a beautiful hotel, all different levels of design and luxury. Um, the foods there, the culinary. I mean, we, you know, we have less guests on board, larger galleys. We're preparing food um, fresh all the time. We have 24-hour room service. So if you do go out and, you know, get your groove on um, as we're docked in town, you come back on, you need burger or fries at um, midnight, you can get that on Riverside. So maybe that'll get the 40-year-olds on alone. And, um, but yeah, we're all going younger. And I think we should. I mean, and for your bottom line as a business, I mean, you should be selling land, ocean cruise, and river cruise. And river cruise should occupy a, a definitive, Not don't, don't lump it in just with cruise because it has its own, obviously. I mean, it's almost, it is the perfect blend of land and cruise. A river cruise says with the unpacking once and getting into these small towns and, you know, the amount of money you can make, it, it could change your business. So, and then well, you will change our businesses and we'll say, thank you. Absolutely. No, well, I got to tell you, when you have all that great food on board, it better stay. <laughs> you got to eat and you got to bike, right? Jay? I, I know. I got to start doing bike, all these right, all biking, hiking, whatever. Uh, and John, let's close it out in terms of how you're seeing the demographic changing and how your guests are changing, even though you're, you're fairly new to the U.S. market. Uh, and, and you obviously do have a fair number of European guests. Uh, European guests, I mean, I, you, maybe you can tell us a little bit of what's the, the the difference in the demographic Europe versus America? Well, I, I think uh, the one thing we've always, uh, well, we all, I should say, hit the head on is basically this is an evolution. Um, so as the product has evolved, clearly the consumers have evolved as well. So whether it's the younger guests or the older guests, quite honestly, as it stands, I mean, we're seeing uh, people obviously live longer and live healthier, not just longer, but healthier lifestyles. So I think while we all see a changing demographic from an age perspective, I think we're also seeing it really just from a psychographic experience. Um, with us in particular, we're probably a little different than the majority of the people on the panel where, uh, yeah, to, to your point, we are certainly much more of an international product. And I think that's one of the things I would probably say I believe is a strength for us. Um, you know, Americans that are going over and sailing on a German ship, you know, why would you not want to sit next to a German couple or a Scandinavian couple or a couple from Israel? It's as at the end of the day, this is exactly what we preach as far as basically diversity and learning about everyone's cultures. And I think with us in particular, just because of where we're physically located as a headquarters, and uh, we make a really, really conscious effort to go out and be a truly international product. 
um, in that aspect. So it's not uncommon where, uh, you know, Scandinavia is a huge source market for us. So it's not uncommon to have Swedes and Norwegians and Finns to basically obviously be joining with you with you. Israel is another large market for us. So in addition to the Americans, which are now traveling over, I would say our demographic is really changing uh, just from an international mindset. Uh, and our guests enjoy it. It is obviously incumbent upon the advisor to really ensure that they understand that's exactly what we are, um, because maybe not all guests will appreciate that. And that's OK. That's why we have a multitude of products out there. Right. Right. Um, but in our particular case, we think it's a strength for our brand. Uh, we certainly obviously promote it, you know, very, very diligently. Uh, and as far as some of the shorter programs, well, they tend to obviously bring a little bit of a younger clientele. So what we see in the ocean side for years, the three and four days are skewed lower than your sevens and your tens throughout the Caribbean corridor. So it kind of really basically carries over onto, onto the rivers as well. But um, again, I think what we see here is that demographic is changing in many aspects age-wise, uh, just a psychographic from a health perspective. So again, um, I think you've got a lot more in common these days between a 35-year-old and a 75-year-old than you did you know, 30, 40 years ago. Right, right. Um, so I think you're really what you're seeing is it's becoming a little bit more homogenized in the age aspect. Absolutely. Now, I got my final question here, and I'm going to let start it off with Michael. Actually, he's all, uh, you know, another example of an international market. Uh, uh, but Michael, first of all, is there anything else you want to say to our travel advisor viewers out there, all of whom really are focused on selling cruises and river cruises? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think something that we, we've heard um, we, we've heard throughout the years always is if your if your customers aren't buying river cruising uh, with you, they're still going to buy river cruising. It is it is a market that continues to grow. It continues to boom um, post pandemic, and so uh, as as uh, as soon as you can um, kind of hone your skills, I'd say in, in selling it and, and learn you know what there is out there and educate yourself. I, I think. Um, I think the better you'll be for to, to sell this kind of a product. And, and we're here to, to help you with that education and kind of teach you, you know, what we have to offer as, as a river cruise line. Um, for Quasi Europe, I'd also like to just note a couple of things that we have coming up. We, we've launched a new program this year on the, uh, on the Wes River, um, going north out of Paris um, through the French countryside. So that's one of our canal barge programs. And in 2024, Four will be um, will be starting in the Greek Isles with our ship, the Belle de l'Adriatique. That's a two hundred passenger um, ocean ship, so really more in the realm of, of river cruising than it is in a, as a, as an ocean cruise. Uh, and it'll be doing round trip programs out of Athens. And so we're continuing to kind of expand, you know, what we have to offer, the destinations we have to offer, and we'd love to have your customers on board. Fantastic, Michael. Now I'm going to move to Angela and, and sort of anything else you want to tell our travel advisors uh, out there about American Queen voyages and what you have to offer and uh, anything else you think is valid that is, is important for them to know. Yeah, sure. Just that we invite you to get to know American Queen Voyages if you haven't come aboard yet. You know, the market and our experiences are exploding as I've just talked about. We have our regional account managers that are there to ensure advisors can come with us for a fame or a day in port. You'll love what you find. Uh, one of our advisors recently said to me, uh, she put it best, she said she loves to offer American Queen Voyages because she knows that her clients are going to have a fabulous experience on board any of the boats because of great service, amazing meals, entertainment programs, all in a casual atmosphere in America's backyard. 
as our founder, John Wagner, likes to say, we'll see you around the boat. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to my cruise. First time I've done out, <laughs> out, in, out, out Pacific Northwest. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Jen Halbeth, uh, uh, anything else you want to tell us about uh, Riverside? Uh, yes. And, and tell our, our travel advisors. Absolutely. You want to earn 21% commission? That's what we're paying. That's what we're paying right now for our inaugural, our inaugural season. So this year and next for any 23 or 24 booking. But more importantly, to Angela's point, we want to get you on. We have amazing advisor rates. So you get right now, um, if you book before the end of the summer, you can get on the Danube on the Mozart for $9.99. That's all inclusive with your gratuities and your drink package and everything. Because you can sit here on these panels and listen to our words. And honestly, we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe what we're saying. But you need to believe what we're saying. The only way for you to know the truth is for you to experience yourself. So please go visit Michelle and Peter are going to be in our booth. Michelle's our Eastern director. Peter's our Canadian director. Also Carolyn um, and Kelly. So Kelly's our Western director and Carolyn is our South Central director. Um, please get to know them. Uh, we want to welcome you on board. We want to support you. And we are just thrilled to be in the mix of this amazing industry. So thanks for all the early support. Great. Thanks, Jen. And, uh, John, uh, anything else you want to tell our travel advisors about Viva? Well, uh, as I mentioned, we launched our newest ship, Viva 2, this year. We'll have the Viva Enjoy coming out next year. Uh, we consider ourselves a premium value proposition. It's an all-inclusive product. Uh, when you consider what our seven-day uh, voyages go for, I think this is where we basically show we're an incredible value in the market uh, from a premium aspect, uh, not a luxury, but a premium brand. So we encourage you to take a look at us, come into our booth, you'll meet the team, Martin, Doris, and also Alex, we're here. Uh, to Jennifer's point, commission is a huge point for us all. And I think us, as well as our uh, our, our fellow river uh, brands here, will tell you is uh, the river, certainly obviously the per diems are higher. There, uh, Most of us are obviously uh, not believing in non-commissionable fares. Uh, we certainly do not. So I think this is the kind of thing which you can see is if you're going to put some effort into selling and we believe you should be compensated um we believe obviously why there's some great products out there across the board a river sure certainly beats uh selling a three-day to the bahamas there you go absolutely and alex close us out here in terms of what else you want to tell our bring us home alex come on make it all good. right, all right. <laughs> about ammo waterways okay all right let's, let's do this let's do this so i'm going to say thank you not only to you james but to to all of you our travel advisors and of course, to my esteemed uh, panelists as well. But anyways, I just want to say at AMA, 97% of our business comes from from you, our travel advisor. So without you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you for uh, for all that you do. We want to invite you to come sail with us. We have some wonderful FAM opportunities. And if you are an AMA certified advisor, you can cruise uh, within 60 days of the departure for uh, starting from $690. And I just want to say at AMA, we're more than a supplier. We are your business partner and we're dedicated to growing your river cruise business with us. We want to provide you with all the sales, marketing ideas, tips, tools. We want to support you. Our average commission check paid out in 2023 to our travel advisors uh, so far is $1,900. Yes, that's $1,900 with a comma. Uh, so uh, so think about that. So, and, and it's also important for you to work with partners that you know have your back in good times and in not so good times. And it's important to work with partners also that are financially stable. And at Ama Waterways, I'm proud to say that all of our ships are paid for. We have no debt. So you can sell us with confidence knowing that we're going to be around and we're going to be that partner that's going to support you. And we're going to help you grow your business, not only with us, but again, let's grow your river cruise business. We want to help right. you. And we're all here mm -hmm. to help make that happen. 
Absolutely. Well, I want to thank all of you. Uh, it was a great panel. Thank you so much. And I want to urge all of our travel advisor viewers now that you can go down to the virtual exhibition floor and uh, meet all of these uh, brands and, and talk to their salespeople and get even more information about uh, how to sell this wonderful product. And again, all of the folks here uh, have some incredible products. I've been lucky enough to try most of them or my partner, Alan, has. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's just really a great, it's it, to watch river cruising grow in the last 30 years has been an amazing, amazing, it's an amazing story in travel. And it really is a segment that really is devoted to travel agency, uh, the travel agency market and travel advisors. So again, thank you so much. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the river soon. Thanks, thank James. You. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye.